welcome to this podcast. So it's been a while and I really look forward to uh, to this uh, episode of the Ilko de Boer podcast. Simply because this is not the Ilko de Boer podcast right now because I am here with a good friend of mine. Um, and if you've listened to all the episodes, um, you heard him a lot of times because he's the one who does the intro. But more important, um, we did two episodes, two previous episodes, one about uh, the power of music. Um, it's a really good episode. If you haven't checked that out, that one out, uh, go check it out. And uh, we did one like freewheel episode. And it's, it's I mean, it's been like 80 or maybe over 100 episodes back. So um, I'm here with my good friend Deems. What's up, Deems? What's up, Yoko? I'm good, man. And um, yeah, good times. Um, so what we're going to do today is we're just basically what we're going to do is we, um, we're going to catch up from uh, where we left. Um, and uh, we're going to discuss some things. But basically what we're going to do is uh, talk about life. And uh, uh, it's this is a what's up episode. Like what happened last couple of months, what last couple of weeks, how is the summer so far? So um, thanks for being here. Thanks for finding me again. Yes, that's uh, it's awesome. So, um, what's up with you? How's your summer? Summer's been good so far, uh, besides the weather. Yeah, the weather is horrible. But, yeah, it's been good so far. Yeah. Just working on music, and that's like my main focus for this summer. So, um, I wasn't planning on going on no holidays or anything. So Yeah, and it's... Um, we did a lot of music focused stuff this uh, this summer already. I mean, we had some uh, some great good shows we went to, and uh, mm-hmm. I really had a blast, man. So we uh, we went to um, I think the first first one was MOP, and to get back to where you started, yeah, it's definitely uh, like uh, a follow up to the Power of Music podcast. Yeah, yeah. So maybe you can share your experience on how you experienced the Power of Music. Um, with the events you went to yeah so <clears throat> I again you know I really love music and um, I, I don't know if we talked about this in the Power of Music episode but um, it's whenever whenever you have a business or multiple businesses um, and you have a family and you have like everything going on in your life traveling and all that stuff it's uh, it's easy to be being taken over by that stuff that business takes over or even personal growth takes over or all that stuff takes over and uh, but uh, yeah first we went to MOP in uh, Breda was it right Eindhoven 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 uh, which was amazing and we went to um, to uh, uh, it was MOP and Feral Munch yeah yeah and it was and we went to uh, to uh, Wu-Tang uh, yeah that was the second one yeah and we had a great evening with Ice-T and um, so during those evenings and we can talk about those evenings but during those evenings I get reminded of my passion for music and and every time I get reminded like well, how uh, it's just the vibe, man, and the energy, and it's it's during those evenings. It's like this is what life is all about, you know, and not all about, but it's just a big part of what I really love to do. And mm-hmm. I get reminded that I need to invest more time uh, in uh, exploring music, like really listening to music. I listen to music almost all the time, whenever I can, but I never really listen listen to music because I'm so you use 
you're using more like background music yeah or just you know you go to the gym and, and you have some some songs or but when you're talking about really listening to music are you talking about just you in a dark room with headphones on and for example yeah music. yeah for example that's how i started like like when i was 13 14 and i was in my in my room and i like blasting music like really hard or then when I when I became 18, I bought a car, and like the first thing I bought was a big ass stereo with a big ass woofer in a small Suzuki Alto, and uh, but it was everything, you know, and like really have a great sound system and all that stuff. And now now you know you know I got some headphones and I listen to some music mm-hmm. once in a while, but it's uh, I really want it to be a bigger part of my life. And um, and uh, but I don't think that you're the only one with a problem. A lot of Especially when compared to maybe like 10, 15, or 20 years ago. A lot of people now are busier, yeah. busier than ever. So yeah. I think a lot of people got that problem of not having the time to really sit back and relax and just you and the music. Yeah. Because they get distracted too much by either their phone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. WhatsApp or yeah. Facebook mm-hmm. is more important than listening to good, good music. But also, and I think uh, maybe we talked about this previous, but. Um, there's a, a, a skip culture, you know, you skip songs, and um, and we don't listen to albums anymore, we listen to songs, and we don't listen to full songs anymore, we listen to parts of songs, and um, I really want to get back into listening to full albums again, and really exploring albums and, and stuff like that. Well, that's to do with two reasons, in my opinion, that's, first of all, it's a single culture. Yeah, that's what that's I trust, also yeah. because of, you know, yeah. iTunes, because yeah. you, you're not obligated to buy it, and, and and an album, album. No. you can just select the songs you want and the second reason is there's so much music coming out and people have you know they have the what they call FOMO the fear of missing out that's, yeah. that, that's, that, that also applies to music not just events yeah. also to music they, they just want to be on top of everything Yeah. so just like I said it's like skipping from next song to the next song to the next song to the next song yeah so I want to I want to tell a short story about something that that happened because we're friends and uh, I mean there's there's great stuff because we're friends but there's also great perks of having you as a friend and um, because I don't know anybody who's that connected in the in the music business as you are in uh, in Holland and um, except for Pay except for Pay <laughs> exactly yeah Pay is, uh, is is he works she works with us as well and. Uh, um, I don't know if she's more connected. Maybe, maybe not. But uh, in a different way, I think. Mm-hmm. And um, and um, so I had a. We opened a new office here in Amsterdam. Um, like I don't know, like maybe two months ago, maybe six weeks ago, something like that. And um, and we had a we had a party here in uh, here in Amsterdam at my office. And there was, was uh, one friend. His name is Joris, and uh, he's a, he's a he's a really awesome friend. And um, so we had the party here, and I knew that there was a party going on in 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 Eindhoven. Uh, MOP, uh, yeah, with with Extins and MOP and Feral Munch and and uh, you know some other artists, and um, and but we had the party here in Amsterdam, and I didn't want to be rude, like leave my own party and go to Eindhoven to to go to another party, and um, so basically I blocked it in my mind, like okay, I'm not going, and. Then the party ended like around nine or something here in Amsterdam. Everybody left, and I was like, okay. So I went to the city with with Joris, and we had a drink in the, in the city center here in Amsterdam. And then uh, we had one drink or maybe two drinks, and it was like I don't know, like ten in the evening or something. And um, 
and Joris didn't drink because he had to go back to Groningen, which is a two-hour drive. And um, and I was like, you know, you know what would be really cool is if we would go to Eindhoven right now. And Joris is always up for fun stuff. And um, and I always I thought I, I I told him like you know what would be epic. And and I spoke in an, in another podcast about epic shit. You know, if you want to have an epic life, you have to do epic shit. Mm-hmm. And so it, was like, it would be really epic if we would go to Eindhoven right now to um to the party and um he was like okay let's go so first of all i i booked a uh an uber taxi so we wanted to go by taxi to uh to eindhoven uh, and then we figured out like oh no let's just go to my house and pick up my car and um so we picked up my car we went to eindhoven and uh but joris he you know he likes music but he's not like a mu- like a music lover as i am in especially not with hip-hop uh, he likes other types of music so he doesn't know a lot about rap or hip hop and stuff like that, and um, so he basically was sort of my French slash driver during that night, and he just wanted to have an epic night. And we came in Eindhoven, and you were you was there already, and um, and and the fun thing with having you as a friend is that you were already backstage with those guys, you know, with MOP, and um, and. Uh, so you arranged uh, uh, backstage uh, uh, passes. passes. So and then all of a sudden we were backstage in a room with um, with MOP, which are two awesome guys, and and their DJ slash manager, mm-hmm. and um, and we were sitting there with you, those guys, and uh, Joris. And Joris never knew, never heard of those guys. Doesn't have, didn't have a clue who those guys <laughs> were. If you knew Joris. Uh, you know, he he wears glasses and like normal normal, uh, you know, normal sh- like like really n- looks really normal. A school not- like this, he looks like a top forty radio guy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly, and uh, not in a negative way, but just like, and it, I mean, I don't like I don't look gangster or whatever, but but Jordan's like he, he's uh, he's, uh, and it was so like the the best thing of the whole night for me. I mean, there were great things in in that night, but. The, the the most funny thing in that night was that he was sitting with those guys and he was talking with them like oh how how do you think Holland is and like all these typical um, interested questions but not on their uh, rep level you know and they loved it they loved to have this normal guy backstage instead of a groupie or a, you know a, a, a somebody another artist annoying them exactly because he he you know Yoris didn't know those guys and he connected really well with them and it was so funny to see him uh connected with uh, with them and um so that was um yeah but they, you know they're also nice guys by nature yeah yeah they i mean that's that's something that i really noticed that those guys are really um really really nice guys and uh and it also depends on what type of energy you have when yeah. you approach them because yeah. don't underestimate the fact that they are street guys yeah and the area where they're from it's that's it's no joke how long do you know them um, I met them through um, Gordon. Gordon is uh, Premier's brother, and I think that was like mid nineties. In in New York. Yeah, New York. Okay, yeah, and that's um, that's so so interesting as well. Like how how did you connect with them? Like for example, I mean you connect with a lot of people, but specifically because I was always always hanging out with either Premier or Guru or. Like I said, Gordon, Premier's yeah. brother. So 
they used to go to either parties or video shoots. I remember they went to a video shoot of MOP, and that's I think that's the first time I met him. I don't even remember what song they were shooting the video for, but that was the first time I met him. Okay. And if if you're listening to this and you don't have a clue who MOP is and you kind of like hip-hop or rap, uh, or maybe if you don't, but if you go to the gym, for example, you need to check out these songs. So well, MOP you know, Andy Up and Cold as Ice, I think most people will know those songs when they hear yeah, because yeah. Cold as Ice, was, I think, was even played on the radio here. Yeah, so oh, wow. yeah, so Cold as Ice, Andy Up, I don't even, those are even my songs. I, I never listened to those songs. No, but th- those are more like the, the popular. songs that, that brought them out into yeah. the mainstream yeah. and when uh, and a lot of people got to know them when they were signed to uh, G Unit yeah. for a little while and went on the G Unit tour, yeah. world tour. They so didn't. They never really did music with them, right? How do you mean with G Unit? Yeah, they did. Okay. They had a song with uh, Fifty. Okay. But it, it, it was only for a little while. Yeah. Just like you know, with Mob Deep. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, but if you really want to listen to great MOP songs, check out um, "I Love World Famous." It's funny, but it's not on Spotify. I can't find it. And uh, mm. so the song "World Famous," and they didn't do it during that night. I was like, "Fuck!" No, but they have such a big catalog. Yeah, but still, man. And um, and an amazing song. As I said, if you want to go, if you go to the gym and you need good music to pump more iron, um, listen to "You Don't Know" remix with Jay Z. They have, they're awesome in that song. They they really bl- they really yeah, they're amazing in that song, um, and um, what else? World famous, yeah. So those are a couple songs. Andy up, yeah, is an anthem, and uh, Cold as Ice is good. And well, uh, just type in MOP at YouTube and yeah. discover some new songs yeah, for yourself. Exactly. So um, and that was an amazing night, man. That was so much fun and. Um, and those are the nights that I'm really like, wow, man, this is just so much fun, you know, to really listen to to music, but be with those guys. And um, and we had a, we <laughs> I think we had a lot of fun when they were the way when they were performing oh, in the mosh pit. In the mosh pit, yeah. It's uh, I'm not gonna tell what uh, what happened over there, <laughs> but it was a lot of fun. And uh, that's what they made to make mosh pit music. Yeah, exactly. It's so true. That's so true. And uh, but also, it was so interesting to see. Um, the the and that's because we're we're recording right now on new microphones and we haven't really figured out or I haven't really figured out how to record high quality because we uh, you know I have to uh, let somebody make a great setting with these microphones so we have really high quality audio. But what I noticed when they were performing is is and what you noticed and what you what you, um, uh, what you um, did was like the the audio was not great i mean the beats the, was good but the 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 volume yeah, the, of the mic the, the, the mic the vocals were low yeah yeah and um and to see and notice the difference when the audio is off um that's huge man it's huge and it's funny that you because you immediately went to like the engineer sound engineer yeah because that's 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 sometimes a problem that's why a lot of artists bring their own engineers yeah but you know, not everyone has their that budget to yeah. bring their own engineer. But I think it's always up to the organization to at least have an engineer behind the boards that knows about hip hop music. Yeah. A lot of the times, it's an engineer that's more accustomed to like pop music or rock music, and those levels are more like in the highs, and with hip hop, it's more in the lows. And yeah. 
And it's the same with uh, with speaking. If if you're speaking in front of a group and the audio is not right, and the the volume was not right, or it's, or it's too much treble or too little bass or whatever, uh, the the message doesn't really come through that well. Mm-hmm. And and as a speaker, it's it's and I see it go wrong all the time. Whenever you're in front of a group of people, let's say a hundred people or a thousand people, whatever, let's say a hundred, two hundred people, and um, and you talk to the group, but you notice that the sound is too low. The first thing you're gonna do is you're gonna raise your voice. And as a as a man, especially as a man, if you are raising your voice, you become more feminine. You know, it's it's it doesn't, you know, you don't. Are you talking about the the pitch? The yeah, the pitch. So 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 if I talk louder right now, I my 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 uh, my voice it, it goes higher and it becomes more feminine. And and people, if you have a, like a normal voice um, and you speak like normal. Um, you connect with people, mm-hmm. but if you raise your voice consistently because you know that people doesn't don't, they can't hear you well, um, people you won't connect with the people. They will they will feel like oh man he's screaming at us, mm-hmm. and even though you're not screaming, um, so have a good volume uh, audio, but also have a good vo- audio with the, with your voice. It's huge if you really want to have a if you really have a great message you want to deliver the message mm-hmm. and. Um, and it's something I uh, I uh, I try to um, to be aware of whenever I'm speaking in front of a group because I tend to uh, whenever especially when there's high energy to uh, to to talk through your like almost your lungs mm-hmm. but you have to speak from the belly if you mm-hmm. uh, if you really want to connect and um, and it's always something that if the audio is good and the mics are good you know it's all good but if something is not right over there. Um, it's it's going to be a completely different presentation, and people will get different insights. And it's something that's really really important. And um, so it's not just with music; it's also with um, with uh, with with speaking. And um, I remember it was funny; it was really funny. You went up to the audio engineer. First thing you heard, you you heard that the mic was not right. You went to the audio engineer. Like two years ago, I spoke in um, in uh, I don't know where it was, somewhere here in Holland. And it was a multi-speaker event, and um, maybe you were there. I don't know. It was with uh, it, it was called Weekend with the Masters. Right. No, that was uh, that was uh, that was another event. No, but no, I didn't attend that one. Okay, so um, I don't know if I spoke first or after him, but Karl, he's a friend of mine. He's a speaker from Belgium, and Karl um, van der Velde, and he was speaking. Um, and I noticed that the sound was too low, and they didn't have a clue. Like the organization, they didn't notice. And um, I went, I went to the audio engineer, and I told him like up the volume, you know, because it's it doesn't come through. The the message doesn't come through. And he upped it a little bit, maybe like six percent or whatever, and boom, it, he connected with the group. And um, it's huge, man. It's something we underestimate. So I'm doing an event on 25 and 26 August in um, here in Amsterdam, near Amsterdam, Leinde. It's called Laser Focus. If you're from Holland, laserfocus.nl. Just get your ass over there. And um, and uh, but we have a um, we have a uh, there are two options. Like ha- get the audio uh, from the hotel, which is always a bad thing, mm-hmm. or just really have high quality stuff and. Uh, I pay like two thousand euros more just to have good volume, good audio, and uh, that's a huge thing, man. Yeah. It's yeah. A, it is. Yeah. So um, that was a fun night. That was awesome. And then later on, we went. Uh, 
Yeah. I've, no, then we had an e- amazing evening with Ice-T in Amsterdam. Was Wu-Tang after Ice-T? I think it was after. I know it was after Ice-T. Okay. So, um... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, and again, you know, I was, I was, I don't know what I was doing. I think I had a seminar. I was giving a seminar during that day, and during that evening, I had a dinner. You talking about the iced tea night or what? The iced tea night, yeah. And um, so you, I, you won. I think you won that boat. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I, was I? I was. I went on a boat a couple of times. I was on a boat. Yeah, true, true. I was on a boat with the mastermind. So we had a mastermind day, and then. Um, then we were on the boat, and um, so I couldn't join, like, it was still like 9 or 10, the boat trip, and we had dinner and everything, it was a re- really amazing yeah, day as well. the show started early. Yeah, and then you texted me, like, dude, um, we're going to chill with ice tea here in Amsterdam, and uh, and it was so funny, you know, I went to uh, uh, to the, what was the name of the hotel? Um, uh, American. American, yeah, and... We were there, and uh, E-Life was there, and um, which is an amazing, really good guy, um, good artist as well. And uh, and then we just basically we walked through Amsterdam with Ice-T and Coco and 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 and, uh, and his entourage, his son, and uh, more family. And you know, just walking with him through Amsterdam was so much fun. We went to the showed him and his family the red light district. Went to Kentucky Fried Chicken. I never, in my whole life, I never went to a Kentucky Fried Chicken. Went to Kentucky Fried Chicken. <laughs> never in my whole life have I been to a coffee shop. First time with him in a coffee <laughs> shop. Uh, and, you know, it again, that was such a, that was a night where I'm like, you know, I'm driving back. To m- by the way, to make it clear, he doesn't smoke or, nope. or drink. Nope. And, um, but it's entourage there. Which is something that, which is something we can talk about <laughs> later on because it's interesting. And, um, but, uh, that night as well. I, I think it was like two weeks after MOP and or whatever doesn't matter. But it was like, you know, another amazing evening. Really hang around with with uh, with great people and um, it's it's so much fun. And again, the perks of being friends with you because you're so connected. And I mean, you're really well connected with Ice T as well. And, and um, so that was fun. Yeah, we go way back. Uh, I met him when I was seventeen. Wow, that's crazy. We go way back. Yeah, that's crazy. How did you meet him? Um, I don't even remember. You know what's funny? I don't even remember. It's so funny that um, that uh, that you connect so well with those people. I mean, there are a lot of people who want something from him. There are a lot of people who want something from MOP. There are a lot of people who want something from people that you are connected with. Well, one thing I don't do is like... Um, you never ask for a favor. No, no, no uh, I never do. And uh, a lot of them, a lot of the artists that I know, they they didn't, they didn't. Some of them didn't even know that I was an artist myself. Yeah, yeah. Because that's not how that's not how I uh, approached them or yeah talked about. Yeah. Unless it came up in the conversation. Yeah, and that's a cool thing, you know. Like it's not, it's not like easy to to become friends with 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 those people but for you it comes easy and you have something or you do something that's uh, for them feels safe and feels feels loyal I mean if, if and familiar because I mean you know we keep in touch every time when he's in yeah, Europe or, yeah. and you know I went to his house yeah. you know, when I was in New York a couple yeah. of years ago so we just always stayed in touch yeah it's cool it's maybe really not cool. only once a year or maybe twice but we always stay yeah. in touch yeah. yeah it's cool man it's cool to see and uh, 
and it's something else that I mean we spoke about this earlier, not in the podcast, but um, what I what I noticed the similarities between you and me in you because you're you're an artist and I'm an artist. Um, you're an artist in the mu- music business and I'm an artist in the in the in the speaking business or the. the yeah, I've, I've seen uh, I've seen your fans. <laughs> That was funny as well, by the way. But uh, let's not uh, let's not not go. That's for another. That's for another podcast. Yeah, exactly. And um, <coughs> yeah, that was funny. Anyway, and if if you look at how you are um, positioned in Holland or how you work in Holland and how I work in Holland, I don't really work with too many other Dutch. Um, other uh, experts yeah on, well I work with entrepreneurs but not like really in a, a lot of other expert artists in my field so mm-hmm. I work with uh, just a handful of other um, Dutch artists if, if I if I would call myself an artist I uh, I never do seminars with other people I never do um, um, I never do that much thing don't that, that much things with other other people in my market mm-hmm. Um, and for you, it's kind of the same in in the Dutch mark in the Dutch uh, music business. You 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 never really did a lot of cameos with other Dutch artists. No, not really. No. And it's not that you're the, that that you're too good for it, or I'm too good oh, for it. Oh, not at all. This no. Is, you know, it just always was focused on just doing my own thing, and yeah. more. Um, my focus is also more internationally yeah. based. Yeah. And 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 I have the same. I've always been focused on building my own business and 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 minding my own business and um, and not like because you could be on a thousand other songs if if you if you just would raise your hand like hey who wants me on as a cameo on the song mm-hmm. everybody would raise their hand or a lot of people would raise their hands uh, and for me it's it's sort of the same like if I would like raise my hand say like hey who wants to work with me or do something with me everybody would not everybody but a lot of people would want to work with me. And uh, so though, and we're similar in that way, but also we have a good international network. You in the music business, I'm in, the, I'm me in the business business, mm-hmm. and um, it's just it's just funny that, and I never really thought about it until like a month ago or something, two months ago. I was like, wow, that's funny. We're similar that way, and different market, different world, but similar characteristics. If uh, mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah, I and what's what's what's. Um, yeah, let's talk about let's talk briefly about um, like MOP. Those guys didn't drink. At least um, one of them didn't drink. Yeah, he quit. I, I think he quit. Yeah, he, he stopped drinking. He yeah, stopped drinking. and Icey doesn't drink. No, he never did. No, and he it's don't drink. He doesn't drink. He doesn't smoke. No, and it's interesting, you know, like because for example, Icey, he, I mean, he did a lot of shows, like one show every day, I think, and. Uh, it's probably intense, and they're recording, and he's in a, he's also like movie star and TV star and everything. And um, to really keep that focus while you're on the road, and when there's so many things going on around you, and like 99% of all the people in the in the in the in the crowd are drinking and smoking everything, to really stay that sharp, and um, it's it's interesting. Yeah, you know, some of them. Like 50, 50 is one of them. Yeah. He doesn't smoke and drink either. He, he, he rhymes about it. Yeah. Dre, same thing. Yeah, I, I think he did smoke for a little while. Yeah. I, mean, I think he, I think the, the time during the time when he was working with Snoop, I think that was the time that he. Well, you have to when you were with Snoop. 
but some of the some artists like Snoop, yeah, they they, they can live without it. Yeah. you know, it's it's to each their own. Yeah, I I once saw a documentary about Dre that he quit drinking after because he had an issue like 25 years ago with another woman uh, where he well I don't, it doesn't matter but and he basically quit drinking uh, during the the death row time after mm-hmm. after death row uh, uh, collapsed mm-hmm. or during the death row collapse mm-hmm. and uh, he stopped drinking because he was like yeah I, I'm not I'm not able to make smart decisions whenever I whenever I drink and uh, and if you look at him like he's a monster now he's really into health and mm-hmm. but um I don't know. I don't after know. After a while, you know, men mature slowly. Yeah. So you know, after a while, you you get to a point where you start thinking like a man and more mature. You know, I got to keep my head clear yeah, yeah. if I want to continue my business. Yeah. So um, and it's not. I mean, I'm I'm not pro drinking or anti drinking or whatever. But it's just in in that world, it's interesting to see that those guys who just want to be sober. Yeah, but especially in that world, you need to keep it under control because you're gonna be attending a lot of industry parties yeah. or you know like concerts where everybody drinks everybody smokes so yeah. temptation is all around if, yeah. you, if you don't have control you're gonna be smoking and drinking every night yeah 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 and it's uh, so that's that was interesting so that was a fun night that was awesome and then we had an Im- amazing evening in um, in uh, Utrecht at Tivoli with the Wu-Tang concert mm-hmm. that was fun so again um, Pei we, we talked about Pei earlier uh, Pei um she, yeah, she was the hookup for that one. Yep, yeah. and um, so Pei, is, she worked with us. She works in my company, and um, she's friends with you. And you do you have projects with uh, mm-hmm. with Pei, and um, and she's uh, she's really well connected as well. So then we went to a, a Wu Tang concert, and we were backstage again and having deep conversations with the Jizza. Mm-hmm. That was fun. Yeah, he, uh, as a matter of fact, he's coming back next S- month, September, right? September, yeah. yeah, yeah, September, September. yeah. And uh, so, I, I mean, you were talking a lot with Jezza, and you were talking about quantum physics and like this, all these mm-hmm. high-level stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, that was interesting. And um, and we were on stage when they were performing, so that was mm-hmm. fun. Like not on stage, as in like. Ne- no, it was on stage, but on the side of the stage, yeah, not yeah. on the performing stage. But yeah, we were on stage. Yeah, so that was that was fun, and it's like. It was so funny. I I um I put a picture of um me and Ice-T um, on, on, on my Instagram mm-hmm. and one of my friends he he saw it and he was like oh that's cool you know like like wow that's awesome and um, and then he saw a picture of E-Life with Ice-T because he's following E-Life as well on Instagram mm-hmm. and then he sent me a, <laughs> sent me a text message like oh dude you're photoshopping because you <laughs> you photoshop yourself into E-Life's uh, because position because it was exactly the same position exactly the same position yeah and uh, yeah I remember that because we were sitting on a table you just switched places yeah like well, let's, let's make yeah and it was so funny you know it's um, and a lot of my friends we had this group app on the WhatsApp and um, and they were like nah you're bullshitting because I was like I mean can took a fried chicken with iced tea and they're like, nah, man, you're bullshit, whatever, you know. And uh, it's funny, you know, like, when I was young, I was, like, a huge fan of those guys. And I was, like, buying those records and, and watching their videos and all that stuff. And, and at that time, Same it was... Yeah, still got a power album. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and uh, but the same as Wu-Tang, you know. I was a huge Wu-Tang fan. I, lo- I loved Wu-Tang when I was younger. And, uh, and the same with M.O.P. It's... Um, and 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 just to be with those guys is just so much fun, you know. And it's it's I I mean I experienced this 
like more and more the last couple of years like i mean like with my business network internationally it's so much fun to like for example richard branson um I never expected me to be with the guy, and now I met him like four times, and um, and I'm gonna meet him more often. And but but it would be like a too big of a thing. But now things like that become normal. But I really enjoy those things. And uh, for me, one of my and I train my my bar raisers, my customers, uh, the, the entrepreneurs I coach as well. Like really make a list of not just what you want to have or who do you want to be or where do you want to go. Or, um, or, 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 but also with who do you want to be? Like, like, and, um, and I have a list of, I mean, I made a list a long time ago and Branson was on it. And, and I think uh, a lot of people don't even write it down because they, they feel it as something that's not attainable. Yeah, yeah. And it's, uh, but it is attainable. It's really like a lot of people are one or two connections away from, from meeting them. And if you can offer something of value to them, um, in whatever way it's 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 even more attainable so um yeah really connecting with people in a, in a good level and i think one of the big lessons is is to really not want something from them and uh i mean you never wanted anything from iced you never wanted anything from but it, you know it also depends on how you approach people just like when uh, when i was in new york with my former manager and um when i met tupac I just walked up to him. Yeah. I, t- I, t- I told my manager, I'm, I'm just going to talk to him. Of course. And we talked for a little while. Yeah. Because, you know, we talked about when he, because he was supposed to perform in Amsterdam at the, um, with Public Enemy Ice-T, but he wasn't allowed to leave the country mm-hmm. because of, you know, issues. Mm-hmm. So we talked about that. And he was real cool about yeah. it. So, but it, you know, it all depends on how you approach. Me. Yeah, of course. So I just introduce myself. Yeah, and we just talk. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. So much. It's we amazing that, that the only thing I regret is that you know, during that time, picture. <laughs> it was a different time. We we didn't have no mobiles with no, cameras and all no. that. And I was staying in. I was I was always staying with my family in Brooklyn, and they live in you know they live in the projects. Yeah, so. I wasn't really thinking about acting like a tourist or walking around with a camera because I mean even people that were living there were getting robbed by people that were living there yeah yeah so that's you know I still got it in my mind I got a picture in my mind yeah yeah oh man it would be so much fun if you had a picture with Tupac but same with Biggie yeah I also met him in his early days yeah same thing John yeah. SJ same thing yeah but like I said different times yeah different times for me, it was one of the reasons I went to Necker Island was because of Steve Jobs that he died, and I was like, "Wow, man, I can never meet Steve Jobs," and mm-hmm. uh, because he died, it's, mm-hmm. it's, uh, it sounds egotistical, but and I was like, "Nah, man, I need to re- meet Richard Branson because it's you can't. I mean, you can meet him, and I need to meet him uh, before something happens. You never know. I mean, he could step into a balloon and die tomorrow, you know, and uh, and." Um, funny you know we'll be we'll be kind of epic this is this is this sounds maybe kind of strange or something but i would really wish that richard branson would die in an in a really cool accident not tomorrow or in five years but like when he's like 96 or 98 or whatever because he's he's the epiph- he, he's really like the example of somebody who loves to take risk and he would literally live lives to the max yeah man and it's um 
it's I had a conversation with him when we were talking. It was really amazing conversation. We talked about I was with him on uh, Mosquito Island w- together with Mark Hyman, another guy, and Ivy, a, a friend of mine, and uh, the girlfriend of Mark Hyman. So it was we were there for like a couple of hours with the five of us. And um, we were having great discussions, and then we had the discussion like, "What's your nearest death experience?" And uh, and so we all shared, and he shared like, because he has multiple near death experience, and um, yeah, it's crazy. And when he was, he told me when he was in the balloon, I don't know if you story about him, and if you know the story about him in the balloon, but he had like a couple of challenges. He wanted to do a Guinness World Book of yeah, Records. Yeah, about he, one of them. Yeah, so, and he was in the middle of nowhere in the ocean, and, and he was in, how, how do you say, like, he was like kilometers in, in, in the air, and then he was in a sort of, sort of wind stream or whatever, and then, you know, the, the balloon caught fire, and he was, like, driving 200 miles an hour, and, like, impossible thing, and then he collapsed in the water, whatever, and... And whenever he, when he, when he was in the air and and the uh, the balloon started catching fire, he was like, "Oh man, I will never do this shit again. Like my life is too precious to do this stuff. You know, like why am I doing this? This is dumb. You know, this this dumb dumb stuff." And um, and then he was, I think he was in the water, ice cold, and he was like, "Oh man, I, I why the heck am I being this dumb? You know, and uh, why would I want to do this?" and uh, and then eventually they captured him and they saved him. And then like he was like, okay, one day after, like, what's next? When are we gonna do it again? You know, it's. And I would really wish him for like to have a hero end of his life. You know, not like being old and die, and but really have like a great end. It's it's something that just caught my mind. But um, well, for now, just enjoy the time that he's here. Yeah, man. So, but that's it. Man. Like one of the big themes in my life, or one of the themes in my life, is really meet your heroes really meet your heroes and um and 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 approach them like be be of value i mean i approached you three years ago when i uh, when i launched my book and i i was following you on twitter and um i noticed that you were sometimes publishing stuff or tweeting stuff about the music business i was like oh yeah, online marketing yeah almost, yeah. yeah and i forgot maybe he's interested in um uh, in in my book so i send it and then from that moment on we uh, we became friends and same thing like really like um be of value to the people that you value and you know high probability that that not all of them but some will connect with you and uh, of course you have to have something to offer and um you have to be cool you know and uh but again what i was wanted to say like don't expect anything from them like um just just be cool and that's it and uh but if you if you would connect like 25 years ago with ICT or 30 years ago or whatever um and you wanted you wanted something from him you wanted to have a cameo or you wanted to have him do a shout out to you or whatever or this or that you wouldn't have a friendship you know because he knew you would give something to get something and now you just give something to because you want to give something mm-hmm. and that's a big difference and and giving to get or giving to give there's a huge difference between those two things and um and i think you master the craft of just really giving to give and 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 just just you know be cool instead of okay okay i want something for you so i'm cool to you and uh and that's that's longevity that's long-term relationships and that's what it's all about yeah and uh and and um the same thing with with um with uh yeah yeah so anyway but that's um, 
that was a fun night in um, in uh, Utrecht as well with the Wu Tang. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Just as an interesting guy. Yeah. Deep. Yeah. Yeah. Very. Yeah. And it's so it's it's amazing man to see all the hits they have. You know, the yeah, they, they, they have a huge catalog. Yeah, and it's so much energy it's in their songs. Uh, you know, the bad thing is just that it's hard. It's hard to get you know the the group in their original setting yeah. in the states. Yeah. You know, except for all the bastards. Yeah, yeah. But there's always someone missing. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. But still, it's a group vibe, and they they uh, I think they did a great job. So uh, that was uh, that was fun. Where uh, where did you go? You went to uh, Wuha in uh, Tilburg. Mm-hmm. How yeah, was it? Was, um, Cypress Hill was headliner. Yeah, like Big Sean, Travis Scott, Finn Staple, Joey Badass, Cannibal Ox. So uh, I like the mixture of, first of all, you had the mixture of different generations because there were a lot of older people, especially for Cypress Hill. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of younger people you know, for, you know, new acts like Finn Staples and Travis Scott. Yeah. So it was a nice mix. Yeah. And um, a lot of underground stuff. Because, mm. I mean, Big Sean is a huge artist, but mm. he wasn't even a headliner. Mm. Cypress Hill was. And, yeah. they, you know, they haven't released a song in years. Yeah. Or a hit in years. Yeah. Let's put it that way. Yeah. So, but it, to me, it was, th- that, that, that festival to me was evidence that, you know, there's, uh, there's still a huge fan base for music that's, like, under the radar. Yeah. Because a lot of people just pay only pay attention to music that's above the radar. And yeah. By above the radar, I mean I'm talking about like radio. Yeah. Or you know the TV or whatever. Yeah. Talk about um, talk about the new Dutch Masters project because we or it it got launched as well like the the new Dutch Masters mixtape and the new Dutch Masters video mm-hmm. and one on one bars. How did it came together? Like, like yeah, well, that, that was one of the fun things about Wuha Festival because I was also walking around with J-Way. Uh, he's one of the uh, one of the members of the you know New Dust Mass project, and a lot of people approached us about the about the mixtape. Mm. So, a lot oh really? Of, yeah. Oh cool. A lot of people were really into it. Okay. We just need to get some. Uh, more we just need to get some more people to check out the video because a lot of people still didn't discover it yet. It's an awesome video, man. But uh, the the session that they did, the live session, yeah, a one on one bar. Yeah, that's yeah. that's still that's still uh, a lot. A lot of people are still checking that checking like that one out. How many? Sixty thousand views or something? Like sixty one. Wow, yeah, something cool. Like that. So a lot of people check that out. They haven't discovered the video yet. But yeah. long story short, it was first of all a fun thing to do. Yeah. Because you you know helping out new talent. Yeah. They need to pull that car now. Yeah. Because that was the whole object, you know, the whole idea behind the projects to, you know, guide them and help them out with you know with a professional looking video. Yeah. And you know pictures, etc. Yeah, I mean they had a. It was good. It was good. And um, Jay Way, he's amazing. He's a good guy. Yeah, I spoke to him today. His, his uh, EP is finally mixed and no. needs to go into mastering. Nice. And because um, what I do for him is I help him now with you know, consultancy, more like strategy direction, yeah. brand marketing. So, how, how so talk about how, how uh, so for the people who don't know, and most people won't probably, but they have to do, they have to now. Uh, how did it come together? How did you um, get the idea? What did you do next? Like, because um, there were different 
a lot of guys approach me on either Facebook or Twitter or whatever. You know, just a lot of guys just send me music. Yeah. A lot of new new guys. Yeah. Uh, asking me for my opinion and what they should do about digital distribution and stuff like that. I'm I'm, I'm I don't know everything, but. They seem to think that that I do. Yeah. So a lot of people just approach me with music, and there was a time like last year, the time that a lot of new guys were sending me music, and I I thought it was really, really good, and I thought it would be a shame not to do anything with that music that I was getting. But I also, uh, you know, I, I, I had to be I had to be honest with myself that. I'm not gonna have the time to help each and every individual with their project. So, long story short, I thought you know maybe it's a good idea to make selections yeah. and bring them out like a collective, and from there on they can just continue with their solo careers yeah. or whatever direction they want to take. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, cool, man. So if you um, if you're listening to this and you're curious about uh, what we're talking about uh, just go to go to YouTube and search for new Dutch masters yeah and you'll find the one on one bar sessions which is a really good one and you'll find the um, the video um, we uh, or those guys made and uh, it's yeah cool. if they type in new Dutch masters they will they will see the the live session and the video yeah so it's uh, that's cool um, you know it's it's this is the power of music part two yeah a little bit like uh a recap update yeah, yeah. of what we've been doing the past few months. Yeah, I think um, again, man. This is, uh, any any last thoughts about music this summer? Um, um uh, yeah. Well, most of the tickets are gone, but on the fifteenth of August they got a premiere of the NWA movie. Oh yeah, yeah. In Amsterdam, it's the world premieres <laughs> in in the states, of course, on the fourteenth. Yeah. The next day, it's in Amsterdam. You're gonna host it or not host no, I'm it? Just gonna do, they just asked me to do like a little presentation about the impact of NWA. And yeah. So I already got a few things in mind that I want to share. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Yeah, and I look forward to uh, the movie. The 11th of August, uh, De La Soul. Okay. In Utrecht and Jissa, of course, in September. Yeah, maybe people will hear about uh, Jissa because 11th of August is not gonna air before. This episode is not going to be. Oh, okay, before. okay. So, uh, then I think just as the first one. Yeah, yeah. And uh, for me, man, Andrea Bocelli this weekend. Oh yeah, this should be fun. Yeah, man. It's Especially hearing opera in the country where it's from. Yeah, yeah, man. Because that's that's outside, right? It's outside. Yeah, it's um like an outdoor concert. Yeah, cool. it, it's amazing, man. I really look forward to it. It's and he, he has an amazing voice. Yeah, man. Yeah. So that's gonna be uh, that's gonna be epic. Going well, maybe next time when uh, we can talk about um, like like the marketing and promotion strategy of artists. Yeah, yeah. Because a lot of the strategies they use are also being applied to games yeah. or movies. So yeah. the only difference is you know the content. I love positioning and all that stuff with uh, with the artists and and marketing and business. So let's definitely talk about that. Cool. Um, and I also want to talk with you in another episode about Entourage, the movie. <laughs> All right, cool. cool so, cool, uh, cool, cool. so cool, man. So, thanks for uh, thanks for today. And uh, yeah, and it was uh, fun. yeah, thanks for listening. And um, and uh, we'll uh, we'll connect 
in another podcast how do people reach you by the way how how can i find out about, about you uh deems just 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 type in deems that d-e-a-m-s is like dreams without the r and you'll find me on facebook on twitter on instagram it's with the underscore deems underscore and i think that's about it mm. i'm 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 uh working on a new website because the old one deemsmusic.com is not up to date mm -hmm. so basically facebook twitter cool instagram cool man thanks so much thanks